Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is what options do I have to pay for my tax bill? Now, one thing before we get into this too deep, I just want to remind you, if you didn't check out our episode last week, we talked about extensions. I definitely recommend you check that out as we're coming up to extension season and want to make sure that if you're extending, you kind of just get ahead of it, get it over with. But today, we're going to be talking about what options do you have to pay your tax bill. Now, before we get too deep into this, I want to kind of break this into two parts. First off, for part one, you know, those who can afford and want to pay their tax bill in full. So those that have the funds are just wondering, how do I pay my tax bill? That's going to be the first part that we talk about today. The second piece is going to be for those who cannot afford to pay their tax bill. So they have some tax owed, but they just can't afford to pay that right now. What options are available for those? So let's start with those that have the money to pay for your tax bill right away. How do you make a tax payment? Now, there's a few options on how you can make a tax payment, just a regular tax payment with the IRS. The first one, and probably the e- easiest method to pay your taxes, is to have that tax amount due withdrawn with the e-filing of your tax return. This would also be if you overpaid and were getting a refund, include the direct deposit information for that refund or apply it to the next year when you file your tax returns. So option number one is have it withdrawn with the e-filing of your tax return. Option number two is that you can pay online, the IRS website, with your bank account. Now, with this, you have to have an IRS account. You can create an account online with the IRS where you can view your balances, view or create payment plans, you know, see any kind of payments that you've made, you know, manage communication preferences, access tax records, kind of view authorizations maybe that you have tax pros on your account. So you can create an account, an online account with the IRS. This might be a good option regardless of what you're doing, but it does have a few steps that you need to do in order to set this up. So you can pay online via your bank account with an online IRS account. And in the show notes, we have a link to a blog post. On that blog post, I have a link to where you can go to create that online account with the IRS. So if you have that account, you can pay online via bank account. If you don't have an existing IRS username, just have your photo ID ready because you're going to need that when you're creating that account on the website. The third option is that you can pay online with a bank account using direct pay on the IRS website. With direct pay, there's no account needed. This is a free service and is just simply used to make tax payments. Tax payments like your uh, tax amount due with your 1040, maybe estimated taxes, uh, amended returns, installment agreements, things like that. You can pay online via a bank account using direct pay on the IRS website. There's no account needed for this. Now, one thing to note is that this does not work for business payments or payroll payments. For that, you're going to need an EFTPS account. And one thing to think about, though, is that if your business is a pass-through, which most small businesses are, S-corps, partnerships, sole proprietorships, et cetera, the taxes on the income of that business will be paid for personally. So always remember that. We have blog posts. We have topics on that. So check out our our different episodes on that. But uh, with this method, you don't need to create an account and you can pay online using the IRS direct pay and you can make your payments on there via a bank account. Again, within the show notes, I have a link to uh, the link where you can pay with direct pay. Now, the final method is you can pay online via a debit card 
or credit card. The IRS uses a couple third-party payment processors for any payments that you make via card. Now, they're each processor that they use, and they have recommended processors on their website. Again, we have a link to that in the show notes. But each processor they use is going to have different fees depending on debit versus credit. So just make sure you're checking that out. Again, if we look at how do I make a tax payment, you have money owed, how do you make that payment? First off, have it withdrawn with the e-filing of your tax return. That's probably the easiest method. And also, I want to flip this around. If you have a refund, you overpaid in taxes, what do you do with that? You can either have a direct deposit with the filing of your tax return. If you don't choose a method, the IRS is going to send you a check, which could take a while. So either have a direct deposit with the filing of your tax return or just apply it to next year. And that's one less amount in your estimated taxes that you don't have to pay. So again, how do you make a payment on the IRS? One, have it withdrawn with the e-filing of your tax return. Pay online via your bank account using your online IRS account. Link in the show notes to that and what you need to do to set that up. Option three is to pay online using your bank account using direct pay. No account needed for this, but you can make your payment that way using your bank account. And the fourth option is you can pay via debit or credit card. You're going to use one of the preferred IRS vendors for payment processors, and there is going to be some fees related to this. So that's how you make a payment if you have the funds, if you readily are available to make that payment. Now, one thing, this is all the IRS type stuff. To make state tax payments, so if you're in California, wherever you might be, if you may need to make a payment to your state, you're going to have that option to include it with your tax return, just like you normally would. But if you need to pay it outside of that direct auto withdrawal with your tax return filing, typically what I recommend is just Googling, you know, going to Google, how do I make whatever your state is tax payments? How do I make California tax payments? How do I make Wisconsin tax payments? And follow the links that pop up. Just make sure that the site that it takes you to is a state-specific site. Just be careful. Just make sure you're on an actual state site and not some type of scam. But that's usually the easiest method about how to figure out where or how to make payments to your actual state. But again, with most states, you can include it with your e-filing as an automatic withdrawal, just like you can with the IRS. So that's how you make a tax payment. If you can afford it, if you have the money available, you just need to make your tax payment. But now let's talk to the other. What do you need to know if you cannot afford to pay your tax bill when it's due? First off, if you, if you cannot afford to pay your tax bill, don't panic. There are options available out there, but there's some key things that you want to make sure you're doing if you're in this situation. At a minimum, you want to make sure that you are still filing your tax return or requesting an extension by the deadline. This is so, so important. The worst thing you can do is avoid filing a tax return altogether because this is going to make penalties and interest that much worse. You're going to have failure to file penalties and failure to pay penalties along with interest. So first things first, if you can't afford your tax bill, that doesn't mean you shouldn't file your tax return. Make sure you're still filing the tax return by your deadline or your extension deadline because that's important. You don't want to have failure to file and failure to pay penalties. If you can't afford the payment, then you just have one penalty. Why bring in another one that's avoidable? So ensure you're still filing your tax return or requesting an extension by the original deadline. And pay as much as you can with tax return or extension. Filing to avoid penalties uh, as much as possible. So when you're filing that tax return, pay as much as you can afford at that time. Again, it's just going to cut off against that amount that is eventually going to be due and help reduce that amount of penalties and interest. Now, if you listened to last week, you know that an extension is not an extension of a time to pay. It's just an extension of time to file. So just always Keep that in mind. 
and understand you're not alone. This can be common with with small business owners, especially those that are just starting out, where maybe they didn't realize or didn't think about putting money away for taxes, and then you're in this sticky situation. But the key thing to think about here is do not just avoid the situation. It can be stressful. Owing the government money is stressful. It can really kind of mess up your, your brain and really kind of cause a lot of stress. But do not allow yourself to simply ignore it. I've seen too many people that said, hey, I know I owe the government this tax money. I'm just going to ignore it. The IRS, the government agencies, they don't forget. They don't just let it go and never worry about it. So don't avoid the situation. Take it on. Do what you can do and try to be proactive. Use this as a learning lesson. If you're stuck in this situation this year, use this as a learning lesson. What can I do to ensure I don't have this in the future? If you're making income, just take a percentage away off of that and say, okay, I know I'm making income, but not all that's mine. Some of it goes to the government and take that part that's owed to the government off right away. If you put too much into savings, guess what? You get a little payday at the end of the year, but I'd rather see that than see you get into this long snowball effect where you're constantly paying back taxes. So don't avoid the situation. Understand that you're not alone. This happens. Take it by the hand. Say, I'm going to rectify this and I want to get on top of it right away. Now, if you extend your return, make sure that you file your return by the final deadline. Again, we talked about this previously, but we want to make sure you're filing your return even if you can't pay. Failure to file penalties can be brutal. We do not want failure to file and failure to pay penalties. So let's do what we can to avoid at least what's possible. Filing that tax returns is taking information and sending it up. No tax payment, tax payments do, but you can file a tax return with no taxes. That's okay. That's possible. So make sure you're filing your tax return on time by the original due date or by the extension due date if you decided to extend. So what happens? Let's say you're in that situation. Taxes are due. It's April 15th. You don't have the funds to pay it. You're extending your tax return, but you have no funds to pay it. What happens? Let's talk about penalties and interest. First, you're going to have a failure to pay penalty. Your failure to pay is 0.5% per month with a maximum of 25%. So failure to pay penalty is going to be 0.5% per month of the tax owed after the due date. Now, one thing to note here is that if the IRS issues a notice of intent to levy or seize property, that rate increases to 1% per month. So if you get one of those, if you get a letter stating, you know, intent to levy or seize property, make sure you take it a little bit more seriously, you know, jump on it right away because your failure to pay penalty is going to go up. Now you also, let's talk about failure to file penalty. We talked about this a little last week when we talked about extensions, but failure to file penalties are 5% per month with a maximum of 25% of the unpaid taxes. If you have both a failure to file and a failure to pay penalty, in the same month, the failure to file penalty is reduced by the amount of the failure to pay penalty for that month. So it's going to be a combined penalty of 5% for each month. If after five months you still haven't paid, the failure to file penalty will max out, but the failure to pay penalty continues until those taxes are paid, up to the maximum of 25%. So make sure that we're following this. We talk about interest. So those are penalties. Penalties are one thing. Interest is another. The interest rate that's going to be due, uh, a tax on any kind of unpaid taxes is going to be the federal short-term rate plus 3%, and that's going to be compounded daily. Now, one thing to note here is there's also interest on penalties. So all this can sound scary, and it is scary. It's a situation you don't want to be in, but ultimately, sometimes you're in this situation. How do we do it? 
We file our tax returns on time. We make a plan to make this payment up. We want to avoid penalties. We want to avoid interest as much as possible. If we're stuck in the situation, let's take it by the horns and let's do what we can to get rid of it. So what options are available for you to pay your taxes? You know, you might be in this situation say, okay, I got that failure to pay penalties. I'm accruing interest. What options do I have to pay for my taxes? First off, you can borrow the funds. You might want to consider borrowing the funds needed to pay your taxes. This could be from a friend, family member, a loan, whatever it might be. Oftentimes, you can get a better rate on borrowing than what the IRS would charge you. But be careful with this. Make sure you're making a good decision based on the interest rate comparison. So compare what that borrowing rate would be versus what the IRS is charging you. Make sure you're making a good decision there. So that's one option. You can borrow the funds to pay your tax bill. You can talk to the IRS and get on a short-term payment plan or an installment agreement. And basically, this is just an agreement with the IRS to pay your taxes over time. Now, you can apply for an installment agreement using Form 9465, or you can actually apply directly online. Within the show notes, I'm going to have a link on where you can apply for an installment agreement online. If you get approved for a payment plan, make sure you stick with the payments and do not miss them. This is very important. If the IRS says, yep, we agree to this payment plan, make sure that you make your payments on time. That's one key thing. The final option is what they call an offer in compromise. An offer in compromise is simply an agreement between the taxpayer and the IRS that resolves a taxpayer's tax liability based upon a lower agreed upon amount. So they might say, hey, we know you owe us $10,000. we are going to agree on $1,000, just as an example. Now, this might sound easy, but it's a lengthy process, and there is no guarantee in this. The IRS is going to dig into everything, your income, your assets, and, and determine themselves whether you can afford to pay the tax bill or you can afford to go on a payment plan. If you can afford to pay your tax bill or afford to be on a payment plan based on your current income, your assets, everything else, offering compromise is going to be off the table. If you're interested in an offering compromise, the IRS does have a pre-qualifier tool to see if it would be even worth your time exploring this. If you're looking for a note to do an offering compromise, I highly recommend you utilize a professional that knows how to do these because, again, they're very complicated and you need to make sure you're doing them correctly. So if it comes to tax time, you can't pay your tax bill, what can you do? Borrow the funds, make a short-term payment plan or installment agreement with the IRS, or look at an offering compromise if you're in a really, really bad situation where you have no assets, you have no income, there might be an alternative option there. Now, most states also have various payment plans and options available. So check on them. You know, we didn't want to do a penalties and interest on what it would be at the state level, but definitely check your state website to see what those penalties and interest would be at, at the state level, along with what type of payment plans they might have available. So again, let's do a quick run through of what we talked about today. What options do you have to pay for your tax bill? First, we talked about how do you make a tax payment? Have it withdrawn with the e-filing of your tax return, pay online using your bank account, using the IRS account that you set up and created, Pay online using your bank account using direct pay on the IRS website, no account needed for this, or pay online using a debit or credit card using one of the IRS's preferred vendors, but there will be some fees with this. If you cannot afford your tax bill, make sure you're still filing your tax return. Again, that's a key thing that we want to make sure you're doing. If you don't pay your taxes on time, you're going to have a failure to pay penalty. That's 0.5% per month of the tax owed after the due date. 
If you don't file your tax return, you're going to have a failure to file penalty. You could have a failure to pay and a failure to file penalty. And that's what we always say. Just make sure you're filing your tax returns. If you can't afford your tax bill, at a very minimum, make sure you file your tax return. Now, if you do have some funds, but you can't afford all of your tax bill, pay as much as you can into it, as much as you can afford, include in that payment. Now, if you can't pay your tax bill on time, you're going to have that failure to pay penalty along with interest. What options are available if you can't pay your tax on time? Borrow the funds, use current earnings to help pay for that, and just get on a schedule moving forward. You know, set up a short-term payment plan or installment agreement with the IRS, or potentially look at an offering compromise. The biggest thing I would say is get on top of this. You're not alone. There's a lot of people in this situations, but use this as a learning lesson. How do I avoid this in the future? Anytime you're earning income, save a portion of that and say, this goes to taxes. This is not my money. And again, as we talk about a lot on this podcast, what can you be doing to pay the least amount of taxes legally possible? If you're implementing strategies where lowering that tax bill, that's less amount that's owed to the IRS and maybe we use in different areas of our lives. So continue to tune into our episodes where we're talking deeper into tax strategies available. Hopefully it's helpful. Again, if you haven't checked out our extension episode we did, definitely check out that one as well. Thanks again for listening to another episode and I will see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.